Shabbos, Dav Tzadikei, I'm going to try something new to do a synopsis of emails that I read during the regular shir. It's my privilege as the first email. We'll read an email from a boy named Moshe Mosbach from Yerushalayim, a 13-year-old boy. He sent it to me two days ago. And he writes that he's had 24 surgeries to correct a rear syndrome that he has. Yet he learns the daf, he learns the full shir, and then he does the eight-minute as a chazara, and he writes, learning the daf has made me feel so good about myself. So we wish you, Aaron Mosbacher, tremendous amount of atzlacha. Hope to see you live at the shir. And here's a picture of Aaron that he sent me, a before and after, such a zisa guy. So let's jump into the Gemara. We have two lashinas here. Rabbi Oven, in the name of Yezir, Rabbi Hanina says that when a woman braids her hair, she's over on the isra of oireg, weaving. If she paints her eyes blue. That's Kaisav writing. And if she does Poikesa, she parts her hair. That's Tviya spinning. The Gemara says, but that's not how people spin and weave and write. Rather, Rebavo in the name of Rebbe says, braiding and Poikesa's parting the hair is Binyan. As Akash Baruch Hu braided Chavos here, and the Torah calls it Kliyasa, which the translation is Binyasa to build. And Koicheles, painting one's eye, is not Ksiva, rather it's Tviya dying. As the Gemara says, one should not put blush on their face because that is dying. Reb Shimon Lazar says that when a woman does these three things, Godelus, Bekesas, and Koichelas, when she does it to herself, since it's not a perfect job, she's potter. When she does it for a friend, that's where she's chayev. Milking an animal or making cheese by putting milk on top and having the way the water come down and Megavan, which means to take the curling of the milk and putting it together, the shear is a gregaris. To sweep a floor, to sprinkle water on a dirt floor, and to break apart a honeycomb and eat it, according to Rebbe Lezer, that's a, this is the rice, Yechayi as the Torah says, Yariz Dvash, the forest of honey. In other words, it's like taking off a fruit from the forest. Yantif, you get Malkus, because this is the rice. According to Rabbanon, it's only Shavuz, it's only Yisr the Rabbanon. The Gemara tells this amazing story, Rebbe Nachman Baguria came to a certain city, and they asked him, what is the Yisr of Chaylev, of milking a cow? What's the Yisr of Megav? He didn't know. So they said, What's going on here? Was your Rebbe a Katlikanya? Was he a reed chopper? He didn't teach you? So he went around and he asked and he found out. Milking a cow is mefarik. It's the malacha of dash, of extracting one thing from the other. The malacha of mechabets is bayer. You're taking the milk, you're pouring it, and out comes the whey, and the cheese remains on top. And megavin is taking the, the big pieces, the curled pieces, that is boyna to build. Amemer says, this isser of sprinkling water on a dirt floor is only a dirt floor because that's mashve gumais, that is bayna according to Rashi. But sprinkling water on a tiled floor, 100% mutter. The Gemara does this, Ravita Yisva told Ravina, I see you're suffering from the dust, you have an allergic reaction or something, why don't you do a trick? Pretend that you're washing your hands in this corner, the water will fall on the ground, pretend you're washing your face over there, at the end of the day you'll have water all over. The Gemara tells us that, uh, the wife of the Chacham, the daughter of the Chacham, they know this trick. They wash dishes in this corner, then they go to the next corner, and at the end of the day, their floor is watered and the dust goes down. The Gemara tells us, since La we pass in like Rabbi Shimon, the Dovisha Enim Iskaven is Mutter, if you don't intend to do that Malacha, so over here, you intended to get rid of the dust. It happens to be that the water fell on the ground and straightened out your floor, but it's not necessary that it's going to happen. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. It's Mutter. Says the Mishnah, there are two types of flower pots. One has a hole in it, one does not have a hole. The one with the preparation, it could have that hole on the side, on the bottom. 
sometimes it's considered as if it's part of the ground, it nourishes from the ground, and therefore, if you remove a fruit from that pot on Shabbos, it's like removing a fruit from a regular tree. However, if it doesn't have a hole in the bottom, then it's separated from the ground, there's no Isra Klisha on Shabbos in the Raisa, with the Ravonin only. Rav Shimon says, there's no difference. All pots are not considered attached to the ground, and if you remove a fruit from a pot, even if it has a hole, you are a potter. The only time Rav Shimon makes a distinction is when it comes to be machshur food, lekabotumah. That is, in order for fruit to be lekabotumah, you have to introduce them to one of the seven liquids. If they are attached to the ground, it doesn't matter how much liquid you pour in it, it's not mikabotuma. However, if it's in a pot that doesn't have a hole in it, then it's not attached to the ground. So it's not attached to the ground, you could introduce water to it. Says Rup Shimon, in this case, I agree that if it has a hole in it, it nourishes somewhat from the ground, it won't be mikabotuma even if you pour water on it. The Gemara brings a, a story from Ahusab, sometimes it means Eliyahu Anavi. As for Bzeira, what if the hole has a root coming out of it, it's poking it, that it's directly by the hole. Does that nourish from the ground? And therefore, Reb Shimon would agree, that's considered attached to the ground, Reb Zerah didn't have an answer. Later on, Ahu Saba heard Reb Zerah saying, that if this pot has a hole of a olive's worth, then it's considered completely not a pot, and it's nourishing from the ground. He says, I don't understand. Halachically, you said it's not a pot, it nourishes from the ground. And when it literally nourishes from the ground, because the root is poking out, that you don't know. And Abai explains, well, the case was where the hole was all the way in the bottom and it wasn't even able to hold a revius of liquids. Says Rava, there are five levels of holes in a klicheres, in earthenware, that have different halachas. First of all, before we even get to the level, we have to talk about something called the gistera, a broken piece of earthenware. The only thing you can do with it is put it under another vessel that has a tiny hole in it and it will catch the liquids. If that gistera has a hole in it, then it's a goner. Because you're not going to put one gistra to catch the liquids that are coming off a broken gistra. They're both broken pieces of shards, shards of earthenware. You toss them out, they're not Now let's talk about the kli itself. If the kli has a small hole that water leaves it, <clears throat> then it's mekabotumah like every other kli, and it can even receive the mechatos from the paraduma. However, if the hole is large enough, and this is level two, that water could go in, which is a much larger hole than water coming out, then it can no longer receive meichatas. However, it's considered that the kli is not attached to the ground, and as we said before, you cannot be machshur fruit, mekabotum, if you pour water on them, then they are, I'm sorry, they are mekabotum, because they are not attached to the ground. The third shear is if a root pokes out, Small root, now it is considered attached to the ground. You can no longer be machshur l'kabal because it's attached to the ground, but it's still considered a kli, it's l'kabal because it could hold olives. Fourth shear is that if it has a hole the size that olives come out, then it's no longer a kli for anything, unless you specifically designate that kli to hold pomegranates. The fifth shear is if it has a hole that large that even pomegranates fall out of it, there's no way out of it, it's completely not l'kabal and finally, the halacha is that if an earthenware kli has something in it, and it's, a, it's in a room with a dead body, typically the oil, hames, will go into the kli and be metama what's in it. But if it's sealed, it can protect that tumma. What if it has a hole on the side? hole on the side doesn't make a difference. It has to have a hole on top and the entrance. What if the hole is so large that it's as large as 51% of the whole kli? Then the tumma will come in if it's a very large kli. And if it's a small kli, 
If that hole is as large as a pomegranate, then the tumma will come in even from the side. Have a wonderful day.